The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Hey guys, if you like the content on this episode today, I want you to go and click the subscribe button because we're putting out multiple episodes of these every single week. It's going to help you get into investment banking and I want to make sure that you don't miss any of the content, okay? Today I want to talk about how the four different types of technical concepts that you need to know for investment banking interviews are related, okay? There is actually a relationship between the four different major technical topics and most people don't understand the relationships between these four areas, which then <clears throat> hinders their ability to actually fully understand um, everything, right? Because typically, if you understand the relationships between these four different areas, you have the proper context, and it makes it a lot easier to actually learn these concepts because you understand what these concepts are actually doing and what they're being used for, right? So let's talk about, first of all, what are the four major technical topics that you need to know from us making interviews? The first one is the three financial statements, okay? There's an income statement, cash flow statement, balance sheet, okay? Second one is valuation methodologies. These are things like trading comparables, precedent transactions, uh, as well as discounted cash flow, okay? Um, the third area I would say is mergers and acquisitions. Uh, or accretion dilution, which is merger math, right? And the fourth one is leverage buyouts, uh, also known as LBOs um, for short, okay? So how are these four different areas related then? First thing to know is that um, the three financial statements should come first. When you're, when you're studying the technicals, you have to know the three financial statements before you, you can study anything else because without a solid understanding of the three financial statements, you're not gonna have the foundation to learn anything else, okay? So sometimes I see people jump around and they say, oh, I'm gonna start by learning about discounted cash flows because they heard that that's the most important part of the interview. Um, I would say discounted cash flow probably is the most tested concept when it comes to a technical interview, but you can't jump to that before you understand how the income statement, balance sheet, and free cash flow uh, link together, right? Uh, now, so I will learn that first. Now, also, the reason why you wanna learn the three statements first is because Valuation methodologies, which is that second part that we talked about, you you use valuation multiples when you're valuing a business, okay? Um, and valuation multiples are calculated off of items that you find on the income statement. Like typically, um, the denominator uh, of the multiple is going to be either revenue or EBITDA or earnings per share. Um, and so all of those things come from the income statement. So if you don't know what those things mean, you're not going to be able to make sense of the multiple. Okay. Um, sometimes you might also use something from the cash flow statement as a denominator. Uh, for example, you might, you might calculate a free cash flow multiple, uh, in, w- in which case you're going to need items from the cash flow statement. Um, I've also seen, uh, you know, EBITDA minus CapEx used as a do- denominator. So when, evalu- when you're evaluating a business that's CapEx intensive, um, but point being income statement and the cash flow statement are, 
what what you need for the denominator of the valuation multiples, right? And in the numerator, typically it's either going to be enterprise value or equity value, but more often than not, it's going to be enterprise value. And to understand enterprise value, you need to factor in items on the balance sheet like cash and debt and things like that. And so without an understanding of what these items mean from the three statements, you're just not going to be able to understand evaluation multiples, which means you're not going to be able to understand valuation. So you're not going to be able to do trading comps, transaction comps, uh, and then also DCS, right? Um, so that's the first relationship. And then going from valuation to M&A, which is the third part uh, of the technical topics that you need to know. Well, without knowing valuation, so first of all, what, what is valuation used for? Um, valuation is used for pretty much everything you do in investment banking. You're going to need to know how to value a business, right? Because the two primary things that you're doing in banking uh, for your clients is you're one, either raising capital uh, or two, you're helping them with mergers and acquisitions, right? So if you're doing capital raising, especially through uh, raising equity, like doing an IPO, for example, you need to value the business to know that how much you can sell their shares for, how much you can sell a share of this business for, right? One share of stock. How much is that worth, Right. If you're doing M&A, then you need to know what the company you're trying to purchase or what the or the company you're trying to sell, what is that company worth? What is a fair price for that business, right? Um, and that comes down to valuation, right? So that's the link between valuation and M&A, which is, look, when you're doing M&A, the biggest question is always, that's front and center is always, what is the purchase price, right? And that's the biggest thing that gets negotiated between the buyer and the seller, right? Um, and so... Without understanding valuation, you're not going to be able to understand M&A. And with the M&A part of the interview, a lot of times it comes down to doing merger math and accretion dilution. And to figure out whether a deal is accretive or dilutive, one of the first and most important inputs is how much are you paying for the deal, right? Um, also, to know whether it's a good deal or a bad deal, which is essentially what you're trying to do with accretion dilution. Um, you know, they're saying that, you know, any deal could be a good deal at the right price, right? And so... The right price comes down to figuring out what the valuation is. Okay, so that's the relationship between the second part and the third part. And then moving on the third part to the fourth part, which is LBOs. Like I said, that's the last technical topic that you really need to know. Uh, M&A or LBOs are just kind of like a more, I would think of as a more complex form of M&A. Okay, LBO is a part of the M&A umbrella. But when you think about M&A, mergers and acquisitions with buying and selling of businesses, there are two types of buyers that you can have, right? Typically, when we think of M&A, we think of a company buying another company. That's called a strategic buyer, right? You can also have a financial buyer or a financial sponsor, which means the buyer is not an actual company, but the buyer is a private equity firm, okay? And so um, a lot of you are going to banking because you want to go into private equity, so you already know what a private equity firm is. But for those of you who don't, at a high level, private equity firms are basically these firms that raise pools of money from high net worth individuals and more importantly, from things like pension funds and university endowments and, uh, and, and and family offices. And they basically take the money that they raise and they go and buy companies and then they run the company for three to five years. They make operational improvements and they try to sell the company for a profit. So it's kind of like flipping real estate, but you're flipping uh, companies instead, right? Now, LBO, you need to understand M&A before you can understand LBO because to me, an LBO is just a more compl complicated uh, form of an M&A transaction, right? And it's more complicated because what private equity firms will do is they'll actually get more creative with the capital structure of the deal 
they're often using multiple tranches of debt to finance the transaction, right? And so this also requires a solid understanding of the three statements. So now we're coming full circle, going back to that first topic, doing an LBO requires you to have a full understanding of the three statements because you need to be able to calculate the free cash flow of a business going from the income statement to the cash flow statement, which is then going to be used to pay down the debt, um, which requires you to do calculations on the balance sheet, right? And so that so we so that comes full circle back to the three statements. So now we talked about how the three statements are first. Without knowing that, you can't know valuation. Without knowing valuation, you can't understand MA. Without understanding MA, you can't understand LBOs. And you can't understand LBOs unless you understand the three statements. Right. So that's how these things are all related. Hopefully that gives you guys more gives you guys more context. And uh I recommend learning the technical topics in the order that I just laid out because of the reasons that I just talked about. Okay, now if you guys want more help with this, um, what I want you guys to know is that later this week, as of the time is recording, um, so on February 20th, Saturday, February 20th, um, I'm going to be hosting a free technical workshop where I cover all four of these topics. Okay, so the only way for you to um, attend that workshop for free, because I usually typically only do these for my paying clients, but I'm opening it up this time. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know from a technical standpoint, uh, just over, you know, probably two to three hours. Um, the only way for you to attend this workshop without being a client is for you to book a free strategy session with our team. Okay. So if you want to book a strategy session, there will be a link, uh, down below, uh, in the description of this video. So I want you to click that link, book a strategy session with us. And, uh, as long as you do that and you fill out the application and you show up for the call, we will send you an invite to this workshop. Okay. Now you have to do this call before the workshop actually happens. So make sure you're booking this call before February 20th of 2021. Okay. So that'll be it for this video and I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wall, stmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.